dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how the heck are you? I'm good, Joe. I'm real good. I'm real good. It was uh, it was 70 degrees today, so that's... It's amazing yeah. what, like, sunshine does for your mental health. I, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's nuts, because... I. I it's like warm and nice and like every it is like we went for a walk today it was just beautiful and it was like it's in, it's insane so and of course by like july i'm gonna be so far over it like okay come on fall right. like i'm ready for cooler weather <laughs> and and fall again but like for now it's beautiful yeah i mean it's just like just like the gorilla said i'm happy feeling good i got sunshine <laughs> i thought you said the gorilla it was just singular gorilla and i was like <laughs> what joe what what acid were you on it just just the one gorilla remember what that you just remember what that one gorilla said that one time <laughs> oh god yeah um but it's uh it's very nice out i spent most of my day inside though just working and only yeah. went out to cook dinner yeah, I did the same actually. I'm uh I'm finding working from home in my basement all the time is nice because you get to see the sunshine, but you are I mean right. I was thinking about your criticism of my battle station, I'll call it. Um <laughs> and I think it's unfair because this I have to have this many screens to keep the artificial light from the outside. Like I have to right. simulate it. So that's that's why I have this many that's screens. It. It's a medical that's thing, it. really. I got to get your vitamin D somehow. Exactly. Actually, they they put out that new filter on your computer where it just blasts out vitamin D. Yeah, it's great. High tech. Very high tech. (laughs) Nothing but the best here in the the Schmansky household. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how was your weekend? It was uh, very good. Uh, Very busy. Um, Part of it we'll talk about later in tool time. Sure, sure. But... uh, trying to think what we did friday night um you know i don't really remember too much i i think we just kind of sat at home i had a couple drinks and uh didn't really do too much friday night sure. but then saturday was a big day uh did did some like i said we'll talk about it tool time but did some good projects there uh and then sunday we went to the detroit zoo cora's first Ooh. time to the zoo which was great, and then uh, I went to your house, which was weird, and we recorded last week's. You did uh, intro and outro, and that was fun and exciting. Then we found out uh, you might be, be Canadian today, and then I was embarrassed that I ever let you into my house. So <laughs> it's true. Sorry, the jokes on you. Sorry, now you know my secret. Uh, sorry, and uh, and you gave me a beer yesterday. Have you? Did you drink it? How was it? We we drank it. Good. Uh, and I split it between three of us over at my buddy's house. And it's good. It's just so weird. So it's a birthday cake sour, mm-hmm. which is insane because it tastes like a birthday cake and it tastes like a sour. And I feel like those two should never be combined. I really was blown away at how well they could capture. It's funfetti, right? So like birthday cake, but it's funfetti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really, really impressed at how they could capture the funfetti flavor, but the sour made it to me i don't want to say undrinkable but like i could have one and that's it like because yeah. it, it it dries me out like i had one and like i was walking around with like pursed lips all day yeah it was crazy so it, it was good it was really good i liked it a lot i'd like it better if it was maybe a cream ale yes agreed, agreed. Uh, that would be the the beer style for me for that but it was good um but yeah after we left our friend's house at like four o'clock yesterday cora was out in the car oh wow just like done um takes about an hour to get back to our house so we got back here and she woke up for about 10 minutes and then slept another two and a half hours wow so, 30 last night um i i woke her up and i was like hey you gotta wake up like <laughs> you're never gonna go back to sleep <laughs> yeah and uh we ate dinner and she was like up and raring to go for a couple hours and then like quarter after 10 10 30 she was out again wow the zoo was a big day for her yeah. yeah she was very she was great at the zoo for the most part but then like when she wanted to walk around she just like would run which she doesn't run very far sure 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 
and then she would just stop and we would you know get her and then she just wouldn't want to be picked up or she would turn around and run backwards mm. and it's like all right pick a pick a way to go yeah like come on you're gonna you run in or you walk in you're getting picked up at, yeah like that's big toddler that big toddler energy i mean that is oh man and she like whips her head back and like it goes limp and screams when she doesn't get what she wants oh wow so it was really cool <laughs> yeah that sounds like a blast yeah when we took yeah, yeah when we took ben he was not at all interested in the animals he just wanted to see the people so that was his thing right yeah so it was cool it was fun um how was your weekend well it's a great transition because my weekend was entirely dedicated to tool time so i, Good. I would like to uh to start we're gonna this is the tool time segment and i want to make it official okay. because now i'm gonna start with on my weekend so i woke up saturday morning i mean ben wakes me up at mm-hmm. like 6 30 so he's sitting there playing with his blocks. I'm looking at uh, at Twitter, and I see somebody retweeted one of those joke Twitter accounts. And you're not really on Twitter, but this they make like joke yeah. Twitter accounts, and they'll just post clips from random things. Like every there's a Twitter account that every Friday tweets Daniel Craig introducing the weekend on SNL, and it just says, "Ladies and gentlemen." the weekend and that's it that's the entire <laughs> clip and they post it every friday at five o'clock like it's amazing these it. twitter accounts are amazing so more and more have been popping up i actually don't mm-hmm. know where this show which show this is from i know it's a cartoon network show because like the style and the way it's uh drawn it, uh, it's a cartoon um okay but it's it's the guy uh, the the guy walks out and he goes Ah, Saturday. Saturdays are for dads and dads' cars. <laughs> and that's it. That's the entire clip. <laughs> and I like saw it on Saturday morning because somebody retweeted it. I was like, all right, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, that's great. So I posted it to our group chat and I was like, you know, mm-hmm. vibes for the day or whatever I said. Uh, yeah. And then without thinking about it, like I had a bunch of like a bunch of errands I had to run that day. So I posted mm-hmm. that and then whatever my day keeps going on and um, I would like laid out what I was going to do and I put it all together and it didn't occur to me until I was like in the middle of it what I had actually done but I had the most dad Saturday of all time. Yeah. So I started out and I went to FedEx and I sent my taxes to uh, my grandfather who still prepares our taxes which is phenomenal. Uh, so I sent wow. my taxes off. Uh, so that was like a me- like a, a, a light start, right? I just had to get the tax in the mail. And then I went yeah. to the store because uh, we were having Katie's parents over. So I had to get burger stuff. So I went and got burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't just go get like pre-made burgers. I made the burgers myself. You know, mm-hmm. a little level up to it. Uh, so, yeah. So I went to get that stuff. Then I went to Home Depot so I could get the spreader, the the fertilizer spreader. Like the machine like that you walk behind. The... Yeah. 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 So I had to go. I bought one I of those. I call those flingers. Flingers? Are they not flingers? No, they're definitely called spreaders well flingers it's a flinger it's a it's a seed flinger you say your g's really weird you know that flinger shut up flinger 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 yeah there you go soft g joe soft g F- flinger flinger there you go yeah not flinger <laughs> Fl- <laughs> like finger with a with an l flinger yeah 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 (laughs) so i went to home depot and i got a spreader uh and i looked for patio chairs they didn't have the ones to match to what we wanted so moved on just got a spreader uh and then Mm. i was on on my way i had to go get a tail light for the jeep um and also new windshield wipers so i was going to autozone for dad's car and uh right while i was there i drove past the car wash so i just popped in and got a quick car wash because it was a beautiful saturday i was like (laughs) here we are it's for saturdays for dads and dad's cars exactly so i did that that was my saturday Damn. and then sunday we we finished That's painting great. all the doors we posted a phenomenal instagram story on uh on the instagram story about uh using a fish song so it was phenomenal you did uh that sounds great that that is, that is a dad saturday and then uh, and then obviously to finish it off we grilled and had katie's parents over for dinner so that was a, a nice little yeah nice little time to hang out but yes it was very dad saturday for dad and dad's car that's awesome. We uh so Saturday woke up, text Kayla's dad, and was like, We're awake, let's finish this basement. And by finish this basement, I mean only the front half of the basement. Because we gotta do that half again so we can move all the junk from the back half. Right. Right, right, right. So that we can finish the back half. So he got over probably around ten o'clock or so. 
And um, he's like, all right, um, I'm going to add trim into the laundry room while you kind of prep the area to to get ready to uh, prime an epoxy. Nice. And we uh, he did that, and I scrubbed the floor, which sucks. Scrub, like, just getting all the grease and crap off of the floor. No matter what um, happens, it sucks. Like, even, yeah. no matter what you're doing, scrubbing the floor sucks. Uh, it's awful. So, uh, knocked that out probably around, I don't know, 12 or so. Um, finished that, and he's like, all right, well, let's let it dry. And, uh, and we will have, or he's like, I'm going to go home and work on a couple things. And once it dries, go ahead and put on the primer. I was like, yeah, like I could basically do the floor by myself. Easy. Yeah. Right. You just lay down the primer, roll Uh, it out. Yeah. So I, uh, hold on time out. He went, I got to feed my cat. She's moaning in my ear and I'm afraid the mic's going to pick it up. So (laughs) give me one second. No problem. Artemis. All right, that'll be a fun little section to cut out later. <laughs> uh, so he left. He went and I think helped Kayla's brother with his taxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then at like I don't know twelve thirty one o'clock, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and start priming this floor. It looks about dry, so I start doing the floor, which it's so thin. This primer, it's called Lockdown. It's like it's like water. Huh. Like, yeah, it's super, super thin. So, you know, you really just kind of dab your brush in it and go. And I hand brushed it. And we did. I did that. It only took me about an hour to get where I needed to. And I had to, like, back my way out and up the stairs because mm, the floor you were doing yeah. the walk. Yeah. So I did that. And then we let it sit for about two hours. And while that was going on, Kayla actually cleaned out her car and washed it and did all that. And I sat with Cora and hung out for a little bit. I cleaned off my, my, uh, my griddle, my, my propane griddle, yeah, yep. uh, flat top, cleaned that off. And then four, four thirty rolled around. So you gotta let that stuff dry for about two hours before you can prime on top of it. Um, or before you paint on top right. of it. And 4.30 rolled around and, Joe was going to come over, Kayla's dad, and I was like, yeah, he's not here yet. I'll just go do the the trim, basically. Right. Like, you know, all the air. The outside, right? Yeah. So I grabbed the epoxy and I started doing that. And when he got here, um, I had all the trim finished up. And he's like, all right, well, let's start rolling. So we start rolling. And uh, about halfway through, Cora woke up. And I was like, oh, crap. All right. Uh I'm going to go get Kayla. She'll go handle Cora. Right. I'll, I'll be right back. Just take on Roland. And I was like, uh, I'll go get the other roller. Turns out I only have one roller. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So so he just finished rolling out the, the epoxy. And then, um, I don't know, this was like four. It only took like a half an hour to paint it. Oh, wow. Because it, it's, it's, it goes on. All of it goes on so smooth. And like really hits everything because it's epoxy. It kind of is a little thinner, so it flows out. Um, half an hour, forty minutes. We were done painting. We we're like, all right. Well, now what are we gonna do? Like, do you want to come over tomorrow and do the second yeah, coat? Because like- we were gonna do two coats and then ch- the color chips and then the um, clear coat. Right. And uh, we were like, well, let's just have dinner. So you know, he goes and we order some burgers from the local bar. He buys two six packs. Nice. He comes back. We start drinking some drinks. Nice. And then like seven o'clock, eight o'clock rolls around. And we're like, this epoxy's done. Like it's dry. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's just do another coat. So we like, screw <laughs> <laughs> it. Are probably I don't know. Yeah, we have probably three or four beers in us at this time. That's so, the best time to paint. Yeah, so we we're in the basement and we just start doing the second coat and throwing on the color chips and uh, again we work our way out and like eight eight thirty rolls around and Kayla's dad's like, I don't know if I can drive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's like, I might have to I might have to stay here. So he sent his wife uh, pictures of Cora and was like, I think Cora needs to see you again. <laughs> So so she came over and they just hung out to like I don't know eleven eleven thirty just like crazy bullshitting and having some more beers and 
they finally left and the next morning we got up and went to the zoo mm-hmm. but joe at that point kind of took over and and that yesterday sunday he came over he did the clear coat and we had a rack in our basement that he took apart and rebuilt in the laundry room and made wow. it di- a different size so that it fit in there and right. then he put up a a hanging bar so that you could hang up you know shirts and stuff down there what a father finished off the lunch ah he's great what a father-in-law i tell you yeah i tell you that's awesome uh, yeah after we got back it was just kind of maneuvering some of the junk around so we could get that backside clear to to start going and then while cora was sleeping we cleaned up the yard like i just started breaking apart like i have a huge pile of sticks Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we were talking about this before. Like, yeah, it's not even like wood or anything. It's just sticks, right? It's just a bunch of freaking sticks, and it's from like my neighbor's tree falling down and just random crap like throughout the fall and winter. Yeah. So I'm like, I got nothing to do. So I clean out my shop a little bit. Like I move my my um, griddle onto my deck, and then I kind of sweep it out. And I'm like, well, I got all the sticks and cores asleep. I'm just gonna start breaking it apart into firewood. So I start breaking the sticks apart and t- cutting the bigger ones with the miter saw nice. to get them into like burning, and that's kind of. You guys got a fire pit back there? A lot of. We do, yeah. Nice. We we put one in. Basically, we had enough. We had these random rocks in our yard when we moved in. Huh. Like I don't know, uh, football sized rocks. They were like under our deck. Proud of you for knowing what a football size is. <laughs> uh, they were under our deck, just kind of plugging holes weird yeah maybe they were left there when are they like cement or are they like rock no they're like rock they're like garden rocks so we pulled out all the rocks and we actually lined the front of our house garden beds with them um and then there was also they were around there's a stump in our front yard Mm -hmm. they outlined the stump in these rocks too so we made a, a fire pit and did our our front um garden beds with those that's awesome. But, uh, we need a permit yeah. for a fireplace in ours, so. Oh, really? We, well, we live in the country. See, and that's, There's fires all over the place. We've been kind of putting it off because we were like, well, how are they really going to come check for a permit right. for a fire pit in our backyard? Like, sure, in, yeah. in ground one, but we were going to buy, like, one of the metal above, you know, one I can move yeah, it Yeah, like right? the ring. Um, And I was like, are they really going to check? And I was like, oh, maybe. Uh, so... It's free to, or mm-hmm. it's like cheap to apply, like 15, 15 yeah. bucks, and I'm sure they just give it to anybody. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe this summer so, we'll see. Yeah, I, I like having it. It's nice, but I also have the metal fire pit too that we use for Halloween. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so that's on my deck right now. But, uh, but we have the other one. Just, I don't know, in case we want a giant fire. Yeah, you know, what if you want to burn? High. What if you want to burn? You know, a witch or something. You need it back there. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right exactly. on brand for you. <laughs> right. Well, we'd invite the witch in. That's we true. probably wouldn't burn her. Well, you know, maybe we'd... she'd be able to talk to the ghost you've been trying to make friends with in your house. <sighs> this ghost, man. Yeah. So, I turned the camera, the motion detection, on on Cora's outlet camera. Oh no. And it's just not good. Does it just go off all the time? Like, just tells you it's... It does. That's terrifying. Uh, It goes off. It it turned itself off. Like, the motion detector. Kayla and I didn't turn it off. It just stopped going off. Hmm. Um, but yeah, weird. there was one night in particular where I just turned it on. And just things flying around. Like, not even bugs. Like, because bugs you can kind of see wings. Right. Unless these were like round bugs flying around, could have been. You don't know. Uh, Maybe they're dust bunnies. I'm holding out hope that it's not a ghost in your house, because it'd be a shame if I could never come over again. (laughs) Uh, One day we're gonna have three different podcasts or five, but one of those is gonna be me, me just convincing you to do spooky things, or me just telling you spooky things, and then me crying the whole time. Yes, yes, sounds fun. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah well so, let's push forward so let's push forward on and talk about some some i'm i'm not gonna call it news because mm-hmm. it's really just a dude being an idiot but it was very funny so yeah. I, had, I had to bring it up um actually funny sad not funny haha i guess um 
But so parenting news of the week, a dad was arrested after carrying his two year old daughter into the elephant enclosure at the San Diego Zoo. Why? Like, come on, dude. It's an elephant. It's like five thousand pounds. Is literally the biggest mammal on the earth. Aren't whales? Well, on the aren't whales land. mammals? On the land. Okay, I was gonna say whales. In, whales are mammals, right? In the water. I got that right. In the water, whale. It's like a land whale. Okay, I was I was under the impression that like there are no land whales. I see what you're Whoa. I, I'm on you. <laughs> I'm going to use the, the logic my wife uses when we're at the zoo. Everything's just a big dog. <laughs> They're all big. Elephants, just big dogs, long noses. That's it. That's it. But like, but why? What, what, what was going through? Was it like, oh, she wants to see the elephants? So I'm just going to hop right. this fence? Like, it's an elephant. It'll step on you immediately. Yeah. And then the second question is, how bad are the habitats at the San Diego Zoo that a man could just stroll right could in? Just there? walk with it, like with his daughter on his arm too. Like it wasn't. Now, what if it was like a Ocean's Eleven situation where, like, he rappelled down the side of a wall and had somebody like lower <laughs> his daughter down so he could get in? Like, and then you got another dumbass that's just uh, an accomplished to, accomplice to this whole right. thing. Like, I don't know. Ugh. That was my my dumbass of the week because I could not believe I could not believe somebody would get like how dumb do you have to be to walk up to an elephant and be like yeah I can just walk up to that yeah like sure I mean uh, maybe a wolf you look at it and be like oh it, you know it looks friendly it's still a wolf but it you know it's a big dog but an elephant come on I don't know well I feel like the temperament of a wolf is different than the temperament of an elephant. Okay. I mean, I I don't know. Are elephants super calm? Well, I mean, wolves literally eat meat okay. and elephants do not. All I know about elephants are from <laughs> Tarzan and Jungle Book. So just, you know, keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh that's ballsy. Uh did he ever did he say why? Nope. And All and right, cool. it says allegedly. So I would like to point out, uh, he allegedly carried his two-year-old two-year-old daughter into the elephant enclosure, but I'm pretty sure that's one of those things. Once you get arrested huh. for doing it, like you did it, right? Like, yeah, you, you did it or you didn't. Like, there's security footage that like you hopped and walked on the elephant. Now kids are insane, and maybe the the daughter hopped. But they would have footage of that, right? If the yeah. daughter like jumped in and yeah, you gotta. I'm just imagining every part of everywhere is covered in cameras, and they can just watch this whole thing on camera. Maybe I mean, probably not. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know how zoos work. I don't know how zoos work. This isn't Disney World. Uh, that's insane. Anyway, uh, that's the idea of the week. There wasn't any other good parenting news, so that was uh. That was the best one I could come up with, and, and it's just a guy being an idiot. So, PSA for everybody out there, you, don't carry your children into elephant pits. Right. Would you ever ride an elephant if the opportunity presented itself? I am pretty sure I have ridden an elephant before. My wife is oh, going okay. to hear Brag. this and make me sleep on the couch because it's animal abuse. Um, but uh, we used to go to the circus all the time when we were a kid, when we were yeah. kids, right? Now, I, we not as in you and me. We as in my sister and I and my yes, parents. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think I haven't heard of anybody going to the circus in like 72 years. Yeah. I mean, this was, listen, I'm old. Okay. I'm actually younger than you are. Don't be calling me old. Um, it's true. But they used to, where we lived in New York, they used to come every summer and do and do a, gotcha. a show there. Um, and it was the Barnum and Bailey, you know, the big one, whatever. I don't even know if there's other yeah. circuses out there. Cirque, the one um, with the one with Hugh Jackman. Exactly, exactly. And Hugh Jackman was there. Zac yeah. Efron was there. The whole the whole shebang way back the in the whole, day. The whole gang. The whole gang was there. Um, so yeah, it's really odd that Zac Efron has Benjamin Button's disease where he ages backwards. And he's young now when he was very right. old back then. Um, exactly. So we would go and they would have like elephants. This was, you know, back in the nineties before they discontinued, you know, animal abuse. And I'm pretty sure 
that at least one of those times mm-hmm. they were letting people ride it. So I think I, I think I've ridden an elephant before. Okay. Probably one of the smaller ones. Like you know, they don't really right. bring the big ones in places, but I'm pretty sure I've ridden an elephant. Well, hot day. And now I'm gonna have to sleep on the couch because my wife's gonna be like, I can't believe you you <laughs> rode an elephant. And I'm gonna be like, I was like six, and she's gonna be like, it doesn't matter. So. Right. That's all right. I fed a baby tiger once, and according to Tiger King, that's bad. You're not supposed to feed babies to tigers, Joe. No. Well, I didn't do that. Okay. If you say so. Fed a baby tiger. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you give it a bottle? Fed. Yeah. You know, for a picture. Uh, See, that's not, that's no good. We didn't watch Tiger King, but I'm assuming. You didn't? No. Oh, man. You missed out. Yeah, that was the best part of 2020. That was the beginning of 2020. Because then we watched it w- Love Is Blind, <laughs> which was another big part that. of 2020. That came out right about the same time Tiger King did. Um, okay. There was a bunch right at the beginning of 2020. There was a bunch of Netflix shows. Then obviously they had to stop filming things because of 2020. And then we ran out of things. Uh, and now like I don't know, mm-hmm. Bridgerton's like number one in the world. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. Know. So anyway, don't carry your kids no. in elephant pens. <laughs> so our uh, our big topic today, the one that, that we're going to go over is, um, well, it's a little different. Um, it's not uh, mm-hmm. it's not super serious, but, but it is going to be a little bit vulnerable. But we kind of want to talk a little bit about what our biggest fears are as parents. Because I think a lot of times we go into parenting and there's so many things happening to you, right? There's so many mm-hmm. different changes and, and your life's different. And you're, I would say it's that every parent is afraid of everything at one time because you have this newborn mm-hmm. baby and you spend like a day and a half in the hospital. And they're like, it, we, t- we talked about this last week in the interview. Like you have somebody checking on your kid every two hours. Like somebody else comes in and they know everything to do, right? They check the temperature. They make sure they're all swaddled and that they're dry and changed and all this stuff. And then, you know, a day and a half goes by and they're like, all right, good luck. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, good luck. It's all you. So, uh, I just kind of, with this topic, I just, Joe and I are going to kind of go over what we thought would be our biggest fears back in the day, um, before we were parents, or maybe when we were getting pregnant or, or beginning of pregnancy. Um, and I say we, I mean our wives, um, Mm -hmm. when they were, were, you know, pregnant and what our fear, what our fears were then, what they are now where we are and what we think they're going to be later on down the road. Cause I think it's always good to sit back and say, okay, you know, it's okay to be afraid of things and it's okay to, to worry because you you can't always be, you know, the strongest thing in the world sometimes. So, um, so yeah, let's just jump right into it. And Joe, why don't you, why don't you tell me when Kayla was pregnant, what was your biggest fear about being a parent? That's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think looking back at that time, you know, the, the biggest fear is like, those broad questions right like am i going to be good at it you know am i going to keep the kid alive like oh yeah you know like right oh yeah that am i going to be good uh, at it i think weighs on everybody yeah so i think you know looking back probably one of the the biggest fears i would have would be more so like am i going to be enough of a support for kayla like not so much being a parent but because i I didn't know what, you know, birth was like, you know, sure. while you're, while you're in it. So it's like, am I going to, to be enough to help her out? Am I going to be there enough? Am I going to, you know, be able to get up and, and feed Cora? Am I going to be able to change the diapers? Am I going to be able to do that and, you know, make sure that she can get the rest and the healing that she needs? Joe, you are a um, much better husband than I am. I, I want to just go ahead and point <laughs> that out. <laughs> so, so I think that, that that's part of it. And then when it comes to actually, you know, parenting-wise, I think it's really, it's like the the fear, there's a fear before and a fear right when that baby's born. But I yeah. think the fear before is like, it's it's more of like, are we are we all set? Like, do we literally have everything we need? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a big real one. Know. I mean, it, 
prepared there's i feel like there's two different roads of am i prepared right am i prepared to be a, yeah. a parent a dad you know am i am i really ready for this and the second one is like is our house prepared to add a human in it you know like yeah do we have enough diapers do how many diapers do they use you know when am i gonna yeah you know what's what kind of time do i have especially first time parents right like when you have no idea what you're getting into right because yeah, the most you have seen is it seen it from the outside, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe even your your sibling gave, you know gave birth or uh, had a kid, and they you've seen what they've gone through. You've never experienced it. You don't know like what that preparedness is. And I think that's right. a big one. That's a really good one. Yeah. So I mean, I think before being a parent, you know, before the actual birth, it's it's kind of that. You know, at least for me. What about you? Did you have any? thoughts before well i think a lot of ours overlap there uh especially the preparedness i i thought about that a lot on both fronts i mean i as a human am am very tactical right like i like plans i like following plans i like making plans um my wife's gonna laugh at that last one because i (laughs) i like making plans when it comes to to work i should say um right but i I like following step-by-step things, right? Instructions, plans, anything like that. And obviously having a kid is all, is just one big ball of chaos. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. So being prepared as a house, like I Googled how many diapers does a kid use at least once a day. I was like, do we have <laughs> enough? And then you guys threw that diaper party for me and it was great. And I was like, six yeah. boxes, is that gonna, how long is that going to last? A month, a month and a half? Like, what is this? I, I don't know any of these numbers. And of course, that just right. comes with practice, right? Then once once you have the kid, you just realize, like, hey, if we run out, like, it's not, it's never an emergency. Like, I'll just go to the store and buy more, right? Yeah. Like, um, so I, that was the first thing of like, okay, am I, am I going to be prepared? And is the house gonna be prepared enough? And I think from an emotional right. standpoint, like, am I going? I've always been pretty confident that I was gonna be a good dad. I, uh. Mm-hmm. I just have always been, I mean, like, shoot, I got two dad awards in our fraternity in college. Like I've just always been that kind of person that like watches over people and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, so I was like, yeah, I feel, feel pretty good about it. Um, but there were definitely Mm -hmm. parts where like, am I ready for this? Like, yeah, all your whole life changes. Every single part of your life now includes child, like working, even work. I like, I'm downstairs getting work done and I'm thinking like, okay, I need to go upstairs and help. I need to, you know, uh, is Ben asleep right now? Is he awake right now? What, you know, what, what was his nap schedule? Does he need to go down for another nap soon? You know, even though Katie's taking care of him or Katie's mom's taking care of him, like all that stuff still goes through my head all the time. Right. So, you know, yeah. being emotionally prepared, uh, was a big thing. I was really worried that I was going to not, especially, I mean, we laugh all the time, but like, I'm pretty young. I, I, you know, I was 27, no, I was technically 26 when Ben was born because he's born two days before my birthday. So like, right? I mean, I was a little bit worried about it. I was like, "Hey, am I am I ready for this? Like, it's pretty young." Yeah. Um, but it all worked out, and I like it like it always does. Um, I think before too, my biggest fear is that he was going to be colicky. Uh, I I. I was trying to find a better way of saying that, but like, so I was a colicky baby. So like my mom always tells stories. Like I literally wouldn't stop crying for like six months, like every day for six months, I would just cry and cry and cry. And I was so afraid. Like when Katie was pregnant, I was like, what if he's like that? What if like Mm -hmm. he comes out and just cries and cries and never stops crying and never stops crying. Like, what do we do? This is a new, like, what do we do? Right. Luckily, none of that happened. Um, yeah. And now going, if our second kid's like that, like you just, you just do it. Or your kid, you don't really notice mm-hmm. it. I don't want to say you don't, I, not that you don't notice it, but like it's so much less than like if it mm-hmm. was somebody else's kid because it's yours. Yeah. And you're just like, yep, I know exactly, you know, eventually you know what they need. Eventually you can read their signs and you're just like, yep, okay, done, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think, Part of the fear that, you know, I, I'm i sure almost every parent has this, but they probably don't express it, is like, you know, is is my kid going to be born 
is there going to be some sort of disability? One hundred percent, right? And, that, and 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 it's okay to think that. I think that's like yeah, we run into that problem a lot. Now, I I sometimes find myself like putting too much pressure on myself to be you know self righteous, right? Like, oh, I shouldn't think that. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the baby's healthy. But you think about it. You know, it comes to your head. Yeah, and it's not necessarily sure. like oh my gosh, like my world's over if that happened. But like there are significant challenges that come along with, with, you know, if there's going to be difficulties, if there's going to be, you know, yeah, any of that. So dif- disabilities or anything like that. So it's okay to think that. It's okay to go through it and, you know, maybe you make a small plan in your head. Like, hey, if that mm-hmm. happens, here's what I would do. Because if you have that, I feel like you're so much better prepared on the other end if something does happen. Yeah, for sure. And And it's not, ever to say like you know you wouldn't love them or care for them at all because you would they're of course. kids right it's just like that is definitely just another um hardship that would just get added on to that you know depending on on what the disability is you know ranging from they're small ranging to you know major disabilities but it's like you know, that's just something that's kind of because you can't you can test for some of those things if you choose to but you know if if your child comes out you know I can't even imagine. I can't even think of something, but like, what if they're, you know, what if they're premature and you have to deal with them being in the hospital for a month, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, they come out kind of paralyzed, you know, basically, you know, things like that. There's just a lot of thoughts behind that, that are just kind of like, Oh, you know, some parents probably think of that. Some might not even cross their mind, but it's definitely, that was something that's kind of always on my mind too. It was like, you know, I'm going to love my kid no matter what, sure. but that's just another thing that might, that potentially could happen. We just wouldn't know it until she was born. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, there comes to a point, in, I think maybe in birth is when this happens, but like you get to a point where you're like, no matter what happens, like this kid is going to be everything to me. Oh, right. Yeah. And for me, maybe it was a little bit, maybe it's just me. I, I'm not sure, but for me, it was a little bit harder because like he was still very abstract um, mm-hmm. probably up until the last month, I would say like, uh, Katie was a little bit smaller than most pregnant women along the line. Like she just like, she just looked smaller. Um, and I would say up until like the last month and the other thing too, that nobody tells you about, uh, women when they're pregnant is you spend every day with them. So you really don't notice that they're being more pregnant until, like, I don't know, right. I looked at a picture of us, like our wedding picture or something on our one year, and then looked at Katie, I was like, whoa, you're like pregnant. And she's like, yeah, I've been pregnant for six <laughs> months. I'm like, yeah, but like, you're pregnant. Um, right. So, like, really up until I would say the last month when Katie really, like, when it when you can't really walk anymore, you know, like when it gets to that point mm-hmm. where, like, they're done and ready to go, that's when it became real for me of like, okay, this is, this is he's in there like he's coming out like those yeah. last ultrasounds like where he was a full kid like that was that's when it really became real for me for sure for sure so what is like do you have any current fears do you have a biggest fear do you have any fears that you have every day sure i think the biggest one is that he's gonna stop breathing i know that like even mm, to this day no. six months old yeah. like he's not I can't be with him all the time, right? I can't be awake all the time. I can't. And it's all, I think it's mainly when he's sleeping, but like I, I talked about it. What? Two weeks ago when he rolled over on his belly for the first time, I went and checked to make sure he was breathing because like, I don't know what, what if he's not, I know he is, I know, you know, I'm confident, but like my biggest fear right now is that like something's going to happen and I won't be there to Mm. change it. Right. Or fix it or help it. And and I know that sucks because like that's kind of life in a nutshell, right? That you're not always going to be around to, to help, but holy smokes, like SIDS is probably my biggest fear 100% for no, and it happens oh, right yeah. for no reason, right? Like they just stop breathing. And so yeah, that, whew, I, yeah, I got like goose, that goosebumps is. in my arms talking <laughs> about it, but like that to me, ugh. Yeah, it's it is it's scary. I mean, Cora's sixteen months old, and and I still get that. Mm-hmm. She had a really bad cold last week, and like was really stuffed up. So, laying her down, I'm like, she lays on her stomach. Is there going to be a moment where she puts her face in something and can't breathe? Right. You know? Um, especially because she's stuffed up. And then there's been a couple nights where she'll sleep in our bed, and Kayla just bought a new pillow that's like really really big and fat and fluffy. Nice. 
um and cora doesn't like she can't lay on it without basically sitting straight up um <laughs> that's a big pillow that is a, is a big huge pillow. pillow um so she'll lay kind of in between the pillows and she'll shove her face like underneath yep. kayla's pillow and i'm like all right come on like no get your head out yeah like but but there there's been nights recently where i would sneak into her room just put my hand on her back mm-hmm. just to make sure and then go back to bed because that is terrifying you know that that fear of you know we've made it this far like yes 100 percent. we got to keep going i'm gonna try and freight i'm just gonna be open with you guys like there's a moment where you are so attached to this child uh and it can be at any moment and you know i don't want to discount losing a child at any step because i think like i mean i've told this story but like ben wasn't breathing when he came out and i about lost a part of my soul because like mm-hmm. even just nine months to have it not work like that would have been terrible right absolutely terrible so i mean you just get to a point where you're just they're a part of you right and you're just can't imagine anything without them anymore i i'm seriously mm-hmm. i can't i have to go to chicago for work and i can't keep sa- like i can't stop saying like oh when you and ben come with me to chicago like they're not gonna come it's a work trip like i'm i have to yeah. go to chicago and you just can't think of it that way like you know you can't think of anything mm-hmm. like vacation like yeah when we all go on vacation right that kind of so it's it's so terrifying to think that there might be something without them and i think that i mean honestly at this stage you're exactly that same way like we've made it so far they're like little humans now like they're little tiny people yeah i couldn't imagine like so obviously i think that's probably the number one fear of everybody is losing your child but um the other like biggest fear i have um from where ben is is uh that we aren't giving him the right steps for his development right like yeah are are we making sure that he plays with the right toy i I don't know probably plays with the right toys is wrong but like are we making sure he has everything he needs to to hit those milestones to do those things is he are we making Mm -hmm. sure in his diet there's enough vitamins are we making sure that he has he gets all the right things is he growing at the right pace and I know they yep. go to the doctor every month and like every time that they go to the doctor, she's like, Oh, this is my easiest visit of the day. So like, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> but, um, right. You know, I still think about it all the time. Like, Hey, is he, is he on the right path? Is he doing the right thing? I yeah. just think about it all the time. Oh, for sure. And it's the same thing with Cora, you know, now that she's talking and, and has thoughts and opinions on stuff, it's like, okay, am I, am I educating her the right way? Yeah. Like, should I be, should I teach her math? Like she's 60 months old. Should she know math yet? Yeah. Sh- like, should she be reading? How many, <laughs> uh, how many books a day should she be reading? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely stuff like that. But then also, and you'll, you'll get to this point with Ben once he starts moving around and, and becomes a little bit more rambunctious is like Cora 60 months and can't stop. Like last night she was booking it down the hallway mm-hmm. and turned too hard and slipped and smacked her face on the ground. Yep. Like, you know honestly ben's at the point now where like he wants to crawl right so he will he Mm -hmm. can get from sitting up to all fours and then he'll try and move and he'll like bonk his head on the ground and the first few times like it's you're like oh my god like your head just bounced off the ground and then they cry because it's the first time never happened to him and you make you know when you make it but now honestly like it happens to him and he just stays there and lays down and looks at you like okay i did it again i need help like yeah so yeah, so it's just, you know, as they get older, they can just, I mean, they just get into stuff. Yeah. You know? Yep. And and they can grab stuff and they can fall and run and hit. And it's terrifying because, like, you know, at what point, like, does she accidentally unlatch the gate and fall down the mm-hmm. stairs? Or, like, does she book it down the driveway, you know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. So Is she going to cross the street without looking both ways? Yeah. Yep yeah yeah like the constant like oh you're so young and like just tiny drunk you just humans. don't understand tiny yeah, drunk you humans just you just don't get it yet like don't touch that that's hot like yeah. <laughs> yeah don't don't stick your finger in that outlet that's not gonna work yeah so i think that that's you know a big current fear and then off of that too it's like and i've brought this i've i've talked about this on here too 
you know, I want, I never want Cora to feel like she never has a home. Sure. Uh, you know, Kayla and I have talked before, like, I want to make sure, like, I, I want a big house. And Kayla's asked me, well, why do you want a big house? And I was like, well, because growing up, I grew up very poor. You know, I don't ever want Cora to have this feeling that she's, you know, 100%. not that she's rich, but that she's ever, like, left behind. Wanted. That she's poor, that she doesn't have food, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, no, I... I I understand that. So this will cut. This is a perfect transition into like future fears because mm-hmm. that's a great one to start off with. I I also not that I, it's hard because like we didn't grow up wealthy. We grew up around wealthy people, but we did not grow up wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for a long time it was you know all four of us on a single income, right? So um, mm-hmm. it wasn't there were things that we couldn't do that all my friends could do. Right. I wouldn't go as far to say as we were poor. Cause we definitely weren't. And like, obviously that those days are past now. Um, but you know, there were things that we, that like hockey, I think that's a, the perfect example. Like I really wanted to play hockey, but like hockey, especially at the age I was at, is like a thousand dollars a month, just like yeah. for craziness. Right. Like it just is. Um, so like I want to find the balance between, making sure Ben can do all the things that he wants to do. Right. With also without going too far of like, you can have whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a, that's a great way to put it. So, I mean, what do you have for the future? Do you have thoughts, fears about as these kids get older? So many, um, (laughs) it's, it really depends on the age first. Like, yeah, going into school and stuff. I worry that, they're not going to, I'm already worried. He's not going to make friends. I know he will. I know he's going to make a hundred of them, but like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it, I just, you know, you want them to be happy and I don't even know what his personality is yet. I mean, he's a big old goofball, so hopefully it'll, it'll mm-hmm. be great. But, um, I'm already like, I just want to make sure that, that he's, he's happy with what he does. Cause you know, sometimes you just aren't. And, and yeah, you know, I, I worry about that. I worry, especially, Again, we go back to like how, you know, me in high school and stuff like that. Like I, there were times where I was not in a good place um, and I just didn't know how to talk about it. So I think that's Mm -hmm. uh, what I worry as he gets, when he gets that age, obviously now and like you, you're going to worry about, I'm going to worry about all the parents stuff like, Hey, make sure he's in, you know, not messing with the wrong crowd and make sure he doesn't get in the wrong things. Right. But really all, what I really worry about is like, if he's not in a good place, I worry that he's not going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a really, really good kind of point that, I mean, I've thought about, but haven't really thought about too much, but it's definitely a fear of like, you know, I hope that they can talk. Mm -hmm. I hope that they want to talk about that kind of stuff, whether it be depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, anything like that. Right. That's like, that's like the, something that really, upsets me and terrifies me is the thought of of that kind of stuff hitting um i mean kayla's a therapist so sure. hopefully you know she at least has some tactics i was gonna say to you're like, starting to, you're starting to leg up on the right? rest of us so <laughs> so but uh i definitely think the fear of like having those conversations and doing it in the right beneficial way sure like hey if you're feeling this please let us know like we can work it out like don't ever feel like you need to hide your feelings or hide who you are and that's part of it too right is like we we are very i mean we're millennials like let's get that out of the way we're millennials big big time millennials big time millennials so we grew up very different than our parents grew up where you know we are way more open and accepting of genders and you know sexual orientation and all that kind of stuff and i don't I don't ever want Cora to be in a place as well where she, you know, if she, if whatever her sexual orientation is, whatever, you know, pronoun she wants to use, like all that stuff is, is okay. And, and I never want her to feel like that that's not okay. And I don't know if it's, you know, self, selfishly like finding everybody I can to surround her with to be like, Hey, here's, this is so-and-so, you know, 
they're gay. This is sure. another person. They use they, them pronouns. Sure. You know, just so it's a constant um, in her life. So it's it's not unusual and not the norm because I feel like, you know, it's very much coming up to a head now where diversity is so much more included in things. Uh, but I want to make sure that she knows it and knows that that stuff's out there because I don't want her to feel that way and and the same thing with like schooling you know you don't want your kids to get bullied or picked on and stuff like that so I think but I think really the big part is you know the conversation piece I don't my fear is that Cora wouldn't be open to having conversations about what she's feeling what she's thinking about anything in life and and that's terrifying that's my worry too I you know and to go back to I (laughs) I think at the core, I'm afraid of Ben becoming me. Um, <laughs> you know, it, sometimes it's really hard to, especially for me, so I still struggle with this constantly of like opening up and just talking about, you know, everything. I'm, yeah. I'm normally like, hey, I'll just, you know, bury it and be done with it and move on. Right. And that's not super healthy, but like I do it anyway. Um, yeah. And I want to make sure that Ben doesn't feel like that. Right. Obviously that's going to happen sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, when he's upset, say something, talk it through. Um, and I think it, it pulls out to a larger point of like, I'm, you can see the three phases, right? When, before he was pregnant, I was afraid of being a good dad, right? Like being Mm -hmm. there for them. Um, now that he's born, I'm afraid of him dying. I mean, straight up. That's, that's the biggest fear I have every single day. Um, and then when he gets to like high school age, I'm gonna go back to being afraid that I'm not gonna be a good a good dad, right? Like, how do I make yeah. sure that this human is successful and in and it's happy? You know, whether mm. success makes them happy or not, but like, how do I make sure that this human is happy and and successful in whatever they want to do in life, right? Like, it's yeah. And maybe a point of that is I gotta figure out how to just let it happen, you know? Right. Yeah, and I that is that is scary, you know, just kind of letting them do their own thing, which I've always done, and um, you know, I'm gonna try to do. But the other piece that that I'm afraid of, and then we can move on if we need to. Um, and it's not a situation that you and I are in yet, or you know, maybe we won't be in it. Is like, if we do have the opportunity to have more kids, mm-hmm. will I be just as good as a parent to Cora? with a second child it's a great question you know how how thin will i be spread at that point uh again if it happens when it when it does happen if it happens based on whatever it might be sure you know my response to that is it's a fair fear i think that's absolutely like justified because it's hard i mean hell loving one kid is hard because sometimes it's like (laughs) they're bouncing off the walls or, you know, he's for me, it's like, he's been complaining all day. Like he can't be put down. He has to be held the whole time. And he's been, uh, cause his mouth hurts. Right. Like things like that. Like mm-hmm. it, you have to give them a lot of attention. That's just what babies are. Um, but the other thing I'll say is as kids get older and I watch this, uh, uh I'm going to shout out my, my, uh, sister-in-law, Abby. I I've watched her son, Sam, who, uh, like, when Sawyer was a baby, it was a little bit difficult for him to adjust. He loved Sawyer with his whole heart. Just absolutely wanted to be with him all the time. But he was still so used to being an only child, right? Um, right. And then they grew together. And that's what kids do, right? They mm-hmm. grow together. And that's and I think um, when it comes to having two kids, it's not about like, oh, do I love one more or the other? Like It's the same thing. You never thought you'd love this person as much as you do. And then suddenly right. you add another person to it and you're like, I didn't know I could love two people at the most of right. everything. And at the same time, they're, they're equal. Right. And then, so you'll, I think when it comes to that and hopefully God willing, we both do, you know, have more kids and, and keep this going because you know, it's, that is so cool to watch it happen. Like to see my nephews just like grow together. And now they're, their best buddies and they, you know, are going through these life, life stuff together. It's like, it's really cool. And I think, yeah. you know, it's almost like not only can you love them just as much, but then they also get something out of it. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that, that was good. That was good. I That's liked a, it. I thought that was, that was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good therapeutic for both of us. 
Yeah. I don't know if yeah, I've ever we had a lot of fears. I don't know if I've ever put word, uh, you know, when, so full disclosure to, to the listeners, like when we put this together, uh, I was kind of thinking like, yeah, we'll do this. Cause I think it's cool. But like, you know what, if it's, if it's short, it's short. Like, I don't really know. I haven't put much thought into like what I'm afraid of because right. you just don't. But now that we put words to it, I, I feel like, I mean, it was therapeutic for me, honestly, to like put it out there and talk <laughs> through it. So yeah, that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And, uh, actually that was from Kayla. So thank you, Kayla, for Shouts, writing Kayla. that to us and making me put it on our list. It was a, a very good conversation topic. Oh, yeah. Shouts, um, Kayla. Yeah. But before we get out of here, let's bring it back up. How do you feel about a Facebook meme? Yeah, let's leave, let's leave them with a funny. I think that's a good idea. Let's leave them with a funny. Uh, do you have one? I have one ready. All right. So this is not a... Uh, this is not a... Uh, status but it was something i was reminded of so this is from 12 okay. years ago and i remember when this 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 trend hit my high school um it was a bunch of pictures of different characters and it was this one that i'm about to talk about is from disney it's from disney movies it was from all over like uh cartoons or from shows or from movies it, they would just pick a bunch of characters and put them all out and then label each one like this one has Minnie and mickey and it says the cute couple and then it's goofy and it's the goof right all this stuff mm-hmm. and you had to tag all of your friends in every picture and with whichever okay. one they were okay okay so like if you thought someone was funny you tag them in the funny one right right uh so i got tagged in this one and uh, I got tagged as the flirt. So, Ooh. yeah. So, so apparently, Look apparently I was flirty in high school. Wink, wink. <laughs> and <laughs> 12 years ago, I would have been character? like a June, junior in high school. So. Yeah. Which, uh, which character is that? It was Snow White. I'm not quite sure <laughs> why, uh, why Snow White's the flirt. Um, yeah. Also, not quite sure why she saw Snow. It was a girl who tagged me in this, and I'm not quite sure why she saw Snow White and said, "Oh yeah, that's definitely Jared." But you know, here we are. That's Jared. That's funny. Um, all right, so hit me with yours. All right. Eleven years ago, this is big news. Ooh. Breaking news. Eleven years ago, from from Joe. Uh oh. You ready for this? Breaking news. Breaking news. Just in! Exclamation point. I like it already. Chris Evans is playing Captain America. What? I'd never heard that before. That's crazy. Yeah. So 11 years ago, Joe Lopez heard the big news, had to tell the Facebook world. That's crazy. I'm sure the Facebook world appreciated it. Uh, no. No. There was two, com- <laughs> two comments. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't wait until yeah. we get to all your old Oscar posts so we can go through and like in 2008. Oh, so we already passed them, but I'll have to go through during our, our Oscar week, which we're going to do. We'll do a side episode just on the Oscars. Yay. We can go through past Oscar picks. Yay. I want to see I want to <laughs> see how many times you pick uh, Leo to get his Oscar. Never. Never? Not until The Revenant. No. Did you pick it for Revenant? Did you call it? I did. Ah, well, I did. Of course you but did. But so did everybody else. It was his time. I couldn't believe he, did. was I couldn't believe he didn't win it for... Uh, Wolf of Wolf Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, he did. He just acted so well. He just act, like it was the so good. the pure acting in that movie was phenomenal. Like he really embodied Ugh. the character. It's very good. It's a very good movie. So all right, all right well, let's let's get let's out of get here. out of here. It's been we've been here a long yeah. time. We've been here a long time. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Another hour in with us. You keep coming back. We keep making more. We appreciate every second of it. Absolutely. Um. But, uh, but thank you all so much. If you haven't, please just let everybody know, you know, about Big Dad Energy and what we're doing. And hopefully some of the episodes are funny. Hopefully you're learning a bit from them. Hopefully you can relate to some of these episodes. Yeah, again, I mean, just spread the word. You know, we we want to keep reaching out to these new parents and talking through, you know, what they're going through. I know, especially with quarantine and, I mean, I think... I saw a, a stat that uh, there's going to be a lot of quarantine babies happening in the next like two, three months. If you know somebody who is having babies or, you know, is getting close, 
just send them our way uh have them give it a listen i think uh i think maybe they'll really appreciate it so again thanks so much for for coming in listen every week if you haven't yet go follow us on social media we're at big dead energy pod on instagram and twitter um we're rocking that instagram out we're really enjoying it so um make sure you go follow us there keep up with everything we're doing you can also find us on facebook at big dead energy uh just search for it you'll find the page so uh just once again thanks so much for spending your week with us uh and and we really really appreciate you so one last time i'm jared schmansky i'm joe lopez remember click your tongue twice before you use them Dead.